Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, Acoustic Interiors scooped the Best Startup Award at the recent National Enterprise Awards, and its co-founder Derek McCrainer joins us now to tell us about factoring noise minimization into the building design process. Derek, start by providing us with an insight into your own career. Well, Carl, I suppose I started off when I left school first. I, I, I went on to study accountancy. I worked as a trainee accountant up in Dublin. And then after a short illness that I had, it was a very serious illness there with Crohn's disease, I decided rather than going back into the serious working world of accountancy, I went back into a passion of mine, which was playing music. And I moved to America to play music for a living. And I've done that for a number of years then, I suppose, throughout my 20s and into my early 30s. And then in my early 30s, I decided I wanted to go back to college and study production and sound engineering. And with that, it was true studies that I actually fell in love with the world of acoustics and how sound has a, a, a psychological and a physiological effect on us as humans. So with that, progressed then on to getting a job then, working for an acoustic consultancy company uh, in Dublin, uh, working on a number of large-scale projects across the country and abroad. And then in 2018, I decided, look, I wanted to set up my own company, follow my own path in what I was doing, follow my own ideas, which I had for changing the lives of people and occupied in, in the built environment through the use of acoustics. And what were the problems that you identified for you to go off and set up acoustic interiors? Well, really what I was looking at was that there was an awful lot of spaces that were being built from an aesthetic point of view, from the visual aesthetic, um, building beautiful spaces and all that. But then what, what was happening was people that were going into these spaces weren't actually finding function in the space. Um, they were going in and they were, they were noisy because of modern design trends, I suppose, with a lot of glass elements, a lot of um, hard surfaces and areas, minimalist design led to rooms that were actually acoustically very uncomfortable and not fit for purpose, whether that was either in the, the working commercial environment, in educational facilities or, or in the res- residential, residential sector, I suppose. So what impact is that then having on the people that are occupying those buildings? Well, it's amazing. Like noise is a perception. Noise is sound. It's unwanted sound. So we have a psychological response to noise that when we hear it, our body becomes under stress. And if we don't relieve that stress from our body, it can have the physiological effect of causing heart disease. And it leaves people not being comfortable in their environments. Our productivity in the work environment is down. In educational facilities, that has a negative effect on cognition. So interpreting the information that is being given to us and actually hearing the information in schools was, was, was one big thing with, with, with a lot of people sitting at the back that the students sit towards the back of classes don't receive the same information of students sitting at the front of classes um, and as I said the, the, the spaces that were being built with the eye not suiting the ear were, were being um, not fit for purpose for, for the end user they were being designed without the end user in mind a lot of the time so talk to me about your approach to actually assessing a building from a noise perspective. So from a noise perspective, so if it's a new build, um, a pre-project, we look at all of the guidance documents, technical guidance documents, international standards that are out there for, for any project. And we look at, at, at the acoustic criteria for, for these spaces. So if, if it's a speech, um, if, if it's a teaching space, there, for example, um, speech intelligibility will be a, a big criterion um, that is looked at there. So you would be looking at the reverberation time of the space. So what we would do from that point of view on a new build, we have an awful lot of software that we can use here where we can build 3D models of the rooms that are um, proposed to be built. And from that, we can assess all of these different acoustic criteria 
uh, before anything in the room is even built. And then from, from that point of view, as well, once we're in there, we can start moving around different components within the room uh, and looking at how, how different changes that we can make can actually uh, affect the acoustic performance of, of the spaces. And typically, what changes would you have to make? Well, really, look, a lot of them would be down to the, the surfaces that, that are being used and how they're, they're put into it. So, like, room volumes would, would be one big key component. The more volume in the room, the higher the reverberation time tends to be. So what we would look at doing then is, you know, substituting, say, the ceiling with an acoustic ceiling. Uh, because, like, if you wanted a high-volume room, you would you would look at what the ceiling is constructed from, and then you could just put in uh, acoustically enhanced treatments that go onto the ceiling that, that would perform it. If there's other places where, where you can actually get acoustic treatments onto the wall, then so be it. It's 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 from there or on the floors, but putting putting carpets on floors or you know it, it's working with designers to see what their aesthetic goal is really. And then, then trying to work out the, the best design approach to, to achieving the acoustic criteria for that space. So that's your approach to new builds. What about in terms of going into an existing building? Does the approach differ? Differs in, I suppose, that, that we can actually go in and test the space then before we do. We, we can get, you know, a, a feel for, for what, how the, the building is performing. Like we've calibrated all, all industry standard uh, calibrated uh, test equipment here. And that will give us, we'll do a baseline survey of the space. And then when we come back to do our 3D modelling of the space or any acoustic assessments that we might be doing in the computer computer side of things, we now have a baseline um, survey done, which we can compare what it is that we're doing in the computer to what's actually happening on site. And therefore, we can show then that, look, this is where we are now. And if we make these changes, well, this is where we can get to it with, with our acoustic design. We're seeing more and more buildings, both residential and commercial, using more glazing. So what advice have you got for business owners, especially listening this morning, in terms of acoustic design? In terms of acoustic design, look, we've had a big thing, a big shift over the last 20 years for open plan offices uh, in Ireland. What we found, and there are studies out there showing that like, right, with open plan offices, you can get more 60% uh, more people into a space. But if there's no good acoustic design in that, or if there's no, no consideration for acoustic design within that space, you actually reduce the productivity of the people in them spaces by the same amount, by 60%. Now, when you look at that productivity reduction, that, that's huge because our biggest outlay um, is our staff that, that, that's, that, that, that we pay for on a weekly basis. Now, if you have to go then and correct the acoustic design, if you don't consider acoustic design at the beginning of, of say, an office fit-out or something, um, you know, the acoustics are going to end up being three times more expensive to implement because now you're going to have to close down the office, tear down what it is that you've already put in, so take out any sealants that you may have put in if they're incorrectly put in or walls which have been incorrectly put in. The, the, this, your space, your office space is not usable, so you have to move your staff somewhere else while renovation works have been done and then you have to re-implement all of the acoustic uh, treatments that have to be put in or even just your standard fit-out. Um, so, look, one of the biggest things is don't ignore acoustics at the beginning of an office fit-out. Um, and it can have huge uh, improvements on the health, well-being and productivity of your staff members. And are you working closely then with architects, construction firms and fit-out companies? We work with a number of, of architects and, and fit-out companies at the moment. But that's where we really want to, to um, build our client base up. So we believe... That, that we can add value to to all of these, uh, from, from architects uh, to fit-out companies to construction firms. Um, you know, the, the end result, what, what the client uses or gets at the end of the project, no matter who delivers it, 
you know, it, it helps everybody on in leaps and bounds after that. So what we like to do is kind of come on as a, a co-contractor to, to builders and fit-out companies to, to look at designs, assess designs, and ensure that they're not going to really um, run into any acoustic problems along the way. Our, our main goal and our, our, our over the next couple of months um, is, mm-hmm. is to get in with more um, architects and fit-out companies, delivering CPDs then and training on what they might just look out for uh, going forward with projects and, and where that they can benefit from adding acoustics or from, from thinking about acoustics, I suppose, at the design stage of their projects. As I mentioned at the start of the interview, Acoustic Interiors scooped the best startup prize at the recent National Enterprise Awards. What does this award mean for yourself and the team? Well, it, it was absolutely brilliant for, for us to get that look, I suppose. Um, it gives an awful lot of validation towards what it is that we're doing. We've put in a lot of time over the last number of years developing what our our, our, our practice was going to be going forward. I, I'm um, a qualified acoustic consultant. I had my own company, Enhanced Acoustics, for a number of years. And I met with David Fitzgerald, who's my business partner in uh, Acoustic Interiors. He, his former company was Cunis, and they were sound insulation specialist company. We kind of had, we were working along side by side uh, for a number of years, but we decided to, to put a team together so that we knew that from, from design to fit out that we were going to achieve our goals and that our customers were going to achieve their goals because I'd be keeping a very close eye on what Dave would be doing on site and what the fit out team would be doing on site because it, it would mean that everything that, that gets measured really gets done. Um, and I'm not relying on somebody who is not experienced in acoustic fit-out to get a detail correct, because acoustics at the end of the day is all about detail. Now, we've been trying to drill that into our, our team members, and when we finally got the, the validation through this award and came back into it, you could see it on the face of all the guys that, that, that work here, that there's a little bit more pride in the step of, of what they're doing, to know that they're delivering a product of service, I suppose, to, to people that have, that. That's, that is actually getting recognised for the value that we're bringing to them as well. And Derek, what are your future growth plans for the business from here? Well, from here, look, um, we are looking now at developing a range of uh, acoustic panels and treatments. Uh, we, we've just moved into 7,500 square foot premises here in Edenderry, which we are decking out as offices. We're taking on a couple more um, junior acoustic consultants in here uh, bit of office staff as well. We have CNC machinery and uh, joinery being built out the back where we can develop our own acoustic panels uh, for biophilic design and incorporate all of them into acoustic treatments. We've exported a number of panels at this stage um, abroad. I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Steinman Son, the piano company in, in, in New York. Um, when I started uh, Enhanced Acoustics, we we done the fit out of their bespoke showroom in their New York factory. And now we continue uh, our relationship with them where, where we're actually designing and building um, bespoke uh, modular tuning rooms for them in, in that same factory. So, look, we hope to develop a, a series of products that we can sell here, both here in Ireland and abroad, start uh, exporting abroad. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Derek McRainer from Acoustic Interiors. And I'm sure that the business will make plenty of noise as it continues to enjoy success. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.